Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, October 15th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri voters will again decide how state legislative maps are drawn. Backers of the measure believe residents were deceived by the so-called Clean Missouri Plan in 2018. It's called clean because it will wipe clean the form of the community-based district of democratic representation we have. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum breaks down Amendment 3 and explains why opponents believe its handlers are fooling voters. Job centers in St. Louis County are fielding an uptick in calls from residents. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, the Department of Workforce Development is finding people need help with necessities like housing before they can look for a job. While there are signs of improvement, Missouri's unemployment rate is still higher than pre-pandemic levels. Greg Laposa, the Division Director of Workforce Development for St. Louis County, says there are a lot of barriers holding people back from re-entering the workforce. He says he's getting more calls from job seekers who need help with more immediate needs. That is something that we're seeing a lot more of now is those dire basic needs that people have, whether it's food or housing, that intersect with need for a job. Laposa says others are being shut out of technology-driven remote work because they don't yet have the skills or credentials. His department is helping match workers with opportunities, like job training, that will lead to higher wages and more stable work. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis's four largest hospital systems admitted 63 people Monday with coronavirus. That's the highest one-day number since late August. The St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force says the spike brings the weekly average number of admitted coronavirus patients to 44 a day. Task Force officials say they focus on trends instead of single-day numbers. The average number of new hospitalizations has increased slightly over the last week. Doctors say they are concerned colder weather will mean more people will catch the virus and need to be hospitalized. The White House Coronavirus Task Force is recommending Missouri universities test all students before Thanksgiving break. But as Aviva Okeson-Haberman reports, many colleges are not planning to do so. Thanksgiving break presents a challenge for universities as students make the trek home, potentially traveling to areas with higher levels of community transmission. Kansas City Health Department Director Dr. Rex Archer says he doesn't know if universities have the capacity to test all students like the White House Coronavirus Task Force is recommending. The recommendation looks good on paper, but the White House and administration haven't funded us to be able to implement the recommendation. University of Missouri, Lincoln University, Rockhurst University, and Missouri State officials said they don't currently have plans to do such mass testing for their students, citing logistics, cost, and a different testing strategy. I'm Aviva Ogeson-Haberman. Illinois public health officials are issuing guidance for family parties during the pandemic as the holiday season approaches. Gatherings up to 50 people are currently allowed, but the state's Department of Public Health is asking families to think about how many people their homes can safely accommodate. Director Ngaze Izike says keeping gatherings small can help reduce the risk of spreading COVID during the holidays. I know of a party, uh, there were 20 guests. 
10 people ended up positive. One person is already hospitalized now. There are funerals that have ended up in additional funerals. Like, that's not the goal of any of these events. Ezekiel is also encouraging wearing masks, pre-plating food, and considering gatherings outside if the weather is decent. Missouri's state legislative redistricting is hanging in the balance with Amendment 3. It would repeal a 2018 initiative changing how House and Senate maps are drawn. Supporters believe voters need another look at the plan widely known as Clean Missouri. Opponents say the voters have spoken. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Amendment 3 would do away with a system that voters backed in 2018 that empowered a demographer to come up with redistricting plans emphasizing partisan fairness and competitiveness. And the measure would instead give either commissions or, more likely, appellate judges power to draw lines with much different criteria. It would also make small changes to lobbyists gifting campaign donation limits. Lawmakers placed Amendment 3 on the ballot earlier this year, and Republicans like State Representative Dean Plocker contended that Clean Missouri wasn't about fair redistricting, but about radically changing the process to help Democrats. It's called clean because it will wipe clean the form of the community-based districted Democratic representation we have. Amendment 3 is a high-stakes affair, with opponents raising millions of dollars to defeat it. Foes of the measure contend that it's a dirty trick trying to fool voters into thinking they're approving ethics changes when they're really repealing a redistricting system Missourians voted on two years before. Missouri Farm Bureau President Blake Hurst says that argument takes a lot of chutzpah. Do I think that the uh, ethical changes in Amendment 3 are a bit of trolling going on? Uh, Oh, absolutely. Uh, But, uh, you know, we didn't uh, start this game. While clean Missouri proponents say they were clear about what was in their redistricting plan two years ago, Hearst believes that voters were blinded by a glitzy ad campaign that emphasized popular ethics changes like curtailing lobbyist gifts. And clean Missouri opponents like attorney Lowell Pearson say the result of the 2018 plan will be unwieldy, narrow districts that are difficult to represent. So I envision long, skinny ribbons which have very little to do with each other. I think that's the only way you could get to, uh, to fair and competitive districts. Sean Sonker Nicholson is the head of the campaign seeking to defeat Amendment 3. Not only does he believe clean Missouri foes like Pearson are exaggerating about what districts will look like under the 2018 plan, he also thinks there's a lot to dislike about this year's proposal. And so what they put forward in the form of Amendment 3 is a rather audacious effort to not only undo all the reforms that voters passed, but to create a redistricting system, a gerrymandering system that's unlike anything Missouri's ever seen. It's unlike anything else in the United States in a couple of key respects. And they know that voters aren't going to like what's in the fine print. Some of that fine print that Nicholson is talking about is moving down heavily modified competitiveness and partisan fairness standards and moving up compactness in terms of redistricting priorities. Amendment 3 foes say that could hurt Democrats since they're largely condensed in St. Louis and Kansas City. Others, like Democratic State Representative John Carpenter, are raising alarms about language that would only count eligible voters as opposed to the state's total population. While Amendment 3 does not require mapmakers to use the eligible voter standard, people like Carpenter say having that as an option could mean that children don't get counted during redistricting. There is nothing conservative, nothing conservative, 
about radically altering and fundamentally changing the basic underpinnings of our democratic structure in this country. With only several weeks to go before Election Day, Amendment 3 opponents are vastly outspending proponents. And there's reason for Amendment 3 foes to be vigilant. A summary that voters will see on their ballot lists the small changes to lobbyists' gift and donation limits before briefly summarizing the redistricting changes. Still, it may be a tough obstacle for Amendment 3 fans to convince voters they made a mistake in 2018. And GOP Senator Lincoln Huff of Springfield says he voted against placing Amendment 3 on the ballot because it's too soon to say if any unintended consequences will actually happen. I would have been more comfortable having let the process play out. And then if you got spider web where someone from Joplin had a representative from Kansas City, I think the voters would then say, wait a minute, this isn't what we bargained for. Regardless of what happens on November 3rd, Missouri, like every other state, will go through the wonky but consequential redistricting process next year. How that actually plays out for Missouri's state legislative maps will be the decision of Missouri voters. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm taking a couple days off. Sarah Phantom is in tomorrow. The legend that is Rachel Lippman will be behind this microphone on Monday. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.